Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you. This is Brad Zockel once again as we talk about questions about heaven. And I'm really glad that we are able to get into the scriptures. And I hope you have your notes. We're always talking about having your notes. And as I'm sitting here, I have a pile of notes about scriptures anywhere from Isaiah 65 to Revelation 22. And I want you to take these down to remind you that this broadcast is not the opinion of those talking on here, but it is under Scripture in its proper context. And it's amazing how all of the Scripture just weaves together to give you the truth about heaven and the new earth and the new heavens and Revelation 21 and 22 tie in with the prophecies that we see all through the Scriptures and from Jesus' own mouth that we hear him talking about heaven, and that's our eternal destination for the Christian You remember, as I said many times before, I'm not a universalist. Just because you acknowledge Christ does not give you the the arrogance to say, well, I know I'm going to heaven and I can live the way I want to here on earth and it's all going to be taken care of. We understand that in Acts chapter 4 and verse 20, there is only one name. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that is through Jesus Christ, okay? So now as we get going, boy, am I excited. I have a guest here who I don't want to be just a guest, but a regular host with our programs. And as his time allows, we'll have him here. This is my senior pastor. His name is Bobby McCoy. He's the pastor here in East Tennessee, specifically in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Many of you know history as the secret city, part of the Manhattan Project. Well, we have our church here in Oak Ridge. It's Oak Ridge Baptist Church over on Bethel Valley here in East Tennessee. And Pastor Bobby is here. And Pastor Bobby, it is so good to have you to the program. Good morning, Brad. It's great to be with you. Thank you for this invitation. Well, I appreciate so very much you're here. Listen, we want to be able to tell uh, our friends about you, get to know you. And listen, if you ever want to get scriptural backing, in any passage, then you want to come to our church and then hear Pastor Bobby speak. And so, uh, Bobby, I'm going to ask, first of all, because I'm trying to remember, how long have you been pastor here at the church? I began here in 2004 and as assistant pastor, and since 2015 now. Uh, so this is what, finishing up seven years of uh, being the senior pastor. Bobby is most unique in this, and I'm going to let him explain to you, as Pastor Bobby has been in here Uh, and he's been my senior pastor here for these many years. But Bobby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, excellent, yes. You're not able to see this, but as Brad and I are in this room and making this recording, um, I'm actually sitting in a wheelchair. I'm a quadriplegic, and uh, back last fall, I had that crossover point where I've been in a wheelchair now more than I ever walked. And so uh, back when I was 22, almost 23 years of age, I had a car wreck. Uh, That would have been January 13, 1999. And so as a result of that car accident, I had damage to my spinal cord. And so I am considered what they would say a C5, C6 quadriplegic. So Bobby has been our senior pastor, and he has... There is no limitation. This is really interesting. You know, people would say this, you know, 
would, could you have a pastor that's a quadriplegic? And yet, this is an amazing thing. I think one of our church members was asked this, you know, how could you have a pastor in a wheelchair? And the, uh, the one leader of our church goes, and how would that limit you spiritually? So it's a cause for, you know, a pause for thought and saying, well, now, wait a minute. Is there actually any limitation on this? But I'm going to ask you, first of all, before we go into our questions about heaven, Bobby, what's the biggest challenge of being in a wheelchair and being a senior pastor of a church? Uh, thank you for asking. And, you know, I've always looked at this, especially when you look at Moses' life in Exodus 3 and 4, and um, I've always functioned with the understanding that I have what I need to serve God. And uh, I think that's true of, of me as a quadriplegic, but it's also true of you and those that are listening. Uh, you are uniquely gifted, equipped, and, and given a certain skill set where you can bring glory to God. And so you have what you need to be able to serve God in the environment that he's placed you. Uh, so I, you, you talk about disability, um, accessibility, and I am blessed here at the church. I, I, I tell people that my life centers around a series of pushing buttons. I, I push a button to get out of my van. I push a button to get in the church, uh, the church doors here. But once I get in, you get into the auditorium, the church has put together a, a, a very, very nice ramp where I'm able to access the platform. Uh, they've put together a really nice pulpit. Uh, we have a pulpit because we want God's Word to be center and primary as to all that takes place here in our ministry. So the, uh, the pulpit is able to be raised for people that do Scripture reading or leading in our music, and then they lower it for me to come up and preach. And so accessibility is probably the, the biggest hindrance in, in life. Um, you know, there, there are steps to doors and porches. There are uh, different doorways, and, and yet... By God's grace, the church has been so kind in making um, accessibility really a non-issue here. Well, that's just wonderful as we see that as you've been ministering. And man, he has just been absolutely amazing in being able to lead us through scriptural walks. So Pastor Bobby McCoy is with me here as we're all talking uh, about questions about heaven. So in line with the theme of our series on our podcast Pastor Bobby, I'm going to start off by asking you, when we talk about heaven and the theme of heaven, what is an especially endearing passage to you or verse concerning heaven? God, Jesus, heaven, and along that line, what would you have that our friends could write down and maybe study on their own? Anything like that. Without hesitation, I would go to John chapter 14. I, I love that passage of scripture. You would recognize that uh, as Jesus making the statement that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And um, as Brad began this, this session here, uh, that is, is critical to everything we believe. Uh, we live in a very pluralistic society. Uh, we live in a, a culture where there's a mentality of, of, oh, if I'm sincere enough, I can believe anything and at the end of the day, my, my belief system will, will get me to heaven. But that's not what John 14, 6 says. And so Jesus, when he's addressing the disciples there, he is, is very direct in saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And he does that in the context of departing from the disciples to go to heaven to prepare a place for them. I find it fascinating. Jesus was a carpenter in his earthly life, 
and, it's, and we're talking John 14, well, I'm going to go up and do some more building here, and I'm going to take you where uh, to be with me, where I am, you may be also. I love that. I, uh, I, I love the fact, that, and that word there, um, we, we're used to hearing the word mansions. We would understand that in the original language to be dwelling places. And, um, and, and to think that God uh, has been in heaven and with his son Jesus now, Jesus is going and preparing this place uh, sometimes it's easy to go into HGTV mode on this, to be thinking about uh, a certain square footage, but really it's to be with him. And I, I love in the original language, it highlights the idea of, of not so much some big massive mansion on the hill as much as it might be the idea of, of, of hotel rooms. The point isn't size and square footage, but it's the idea that, that our Lord has gone to prepare a place for you. And so there is a dwelling place in his presence for all of eternity. That's right. You know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Greek word is mone, and I think it can actually mean a suite, like S-U-I-T-E, a suite or a dwelling place. And we're never going to really know on earth what that's going to be like, but the fact is he's talking about an individual. So I'm going to ask you the next thing. When we talk about heaven and individuality, you have in different things, Buddhism, Hinduism, where you will lose your individuality in the afterlife under their faith. But uh, speak to us about the fact is you retain your individuality or you may even enhance your individuality in heaven. Yeah, that goes back to kind of how uh, we, we began in Exodus 3 and 4 there is, is God has uniquely gifted us uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I think about passages like Psalm 139 and Jeremiah 1, and uh, we don't lose that in, in heaven. And uh, we, we don't just become absorbed into some massive blob. We are, are individuals. We are, are, are uniquely created, and that uniqueness bears itself out uh, in eternity. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think it's Revelation 7-9, it talks about the, uh, the untold multitudes, and I found this fascinating. It is of every race, tribe, tongue, nation. So then it came to me, that's, that's talking about heaven. So the races will still be the race. The cultures will still retain their cultural identity, but we're not, it's not a matter of division, but inclusion on that, as, because Revelation 7, 9 says, they're all celebrating Christ. Exactly. At the forefront of, of all of that, all of this comes together in worship of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So we're going to be individuals. Now, uh, so let me ask you this. It says in Revelation 22, 4, that his servants will serve him, which is the same word, and we had in our earlier podcast study, that, that the same word, latruo, means worship. So I'm going to ask you something personal now. If you are going to enhance your favorite, you are a teacher and you love teaching, but is there another creative uh, hobby or ability or something along the line that you have that you'd like to see enhanced in heaven once the curse is gone? Well, you, you hit a key point there, the curse. And uh, we live in a post-Genesis 3 world, and uh, that's all you and I have ever known. Uh, that's all our listeners have ever known. We, we, we don't know what it was like in the garden before sin. And, um, and, and so our, 
uh, our perspective comes from a Genesis 3 world, and so a post-Genesis 3 world. And so we live in this tainted nature, this, this cursed planet. And to have all of that lifted, you think about all of the, the nuances of who we are, how God has created us, but then all of the limitations or, or the, I'll, I'll use the word, disabilities, because uh, that's what sin does. It disables. Um, uh, the, all of that removed. And so I think about um, just how God has created us, and then that manifesting itself in a, in a perfect manner in, in heaven is just awe-inspiring. I mean, the way we think, the way we would go about physically doing certain things from 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 sporting and recreation to to the intellectual and the, the capability to, to understand. Uh, I, th- I think all of that, we, we don't even scratch the surface on this planet, but that's going to be made whole and perfect in heaven someday. Very, very good. But let's, there's more we've got to do, and I'm watching our time here. So we have just touched the surface of what we'll be doing in heaven and talking about that. But our point today was... Are we going to lose our individuality? No, we're going, to, we're going to have that. We will not be disembodied spirits. And so, Bobby, uh, I'm going to have Bobby uh, join me in our next podcast here in a second. So I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, and, and wrap this up. Now, you want to find out, as we talked about, the individual uh, joy, but let's just uh, go, if you're writing your notes, John 14 is where we looked, uh, and then Psalm 139, Bobby had mentioned. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Write these things down and carry them over as we go to our next broadcast. Hey, this is Brad Zockel. I'm with Pastor Bobby McCoy of Oak Ridge Baptist Church. We're talking about heaven. We've got some more coming, so thank you so much. God bless you, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.